to open up the workforce and power more than 1 million job opportunities in the next five years. This is the mission of a female-founded tech startup, Simba. In fact, I actually met Simba's wonderful team at South Summit in Madrid last year. I saw their pitch. I think it was the first one they did as part of the competition. And I knew I, I had to bring them to the, to the show. I was rooting for them, and I'm so glad they, they won. Today, by going through Paula Mora and Mitra Leban's journey, we will talk about startup growth, creating partnerships, and his stories of how Simba has managed to create more than 5,000 talent development experiences so far. This is something that is very close to my heart as I really love finding all of the opportunities out there that provide support, uh, especially for early career talents. Welcome to the Mary Poppins of Business Live Show. I'm Naili Makangu from Athena Leaders, an organization that is passionate about helping startups dream, build, and play whilst leaving behind the legacy of a happy and productive workplace playground. For those who are new to the show, three rules. First one, we love interacting with you. If you want to cheer your team on, if you want to send us questions, don't miss out the opportunities of finding out through our wonderful guests today. Put a comment and we will answer you live. Rule number two, if you know any other startups or anyone part of the startup ecosystem that can support the growth of startups, whether we're talking investments, funding, building a team, and much more, then get them to speak to the Mary Poppins of business. And number three, relax and enjoy the show. So, Paula and Mitra, one question that's probably on the mind of anybody that's researched Simba so far. Do you guys have, have kind of a trophy cabinet somewhere where you are displaying all of the wonderful, the wonderful awards that you've received in such a short period of time? Um, I wish <laughs> we had, uh, you know, we are all scattered across the, the country and we have teammates, you know, across uh, the US and, and some even abroad. And um, we have, of course, gathered many, many um, amazing uh, recognition. So, um, of course, we have a lot within our um, HQ, which is where our CEO um, is based in, in Chicago. She's cherished many, many amazing um, awards. I have some here for, from South Summit. <laughs> so it's kind of, um, you know, everywhere, but definitely in our hearts. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Can you tell us a bit more about Simba and what the, the, what the organization does before we dive into your individual's journey? Absolutely. I'll dive in here. Um, Simba was founded back in 2017, so we were pre-COVID. Um, and at that time, our idea was kind of revolutionary. Um, a lot of people were hosting internships in person. Um, and so our platform stepped in here and created an opportunity for people to host their remote their programs remotely. So we help with managing internships, apprenticeships, and we bring it all into one platform so that we can um, help facilitate project management, feedback, community development, data tracking, uh, all the works in one place. So um, helping to streamline internship programs, to put it simply. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. And so how did you find out about Simba and really wanted to get involved? Um, I've been following Simba's journey for a while now, actually, and I joined back in um, 2020, right at the beginning of COVID. I was looking for a job transition. 
um, had been following the journey and the team was growing. So it was a perfect time for me to step in. Um, prior to Simba, I was working in higher education as a student success coach. So um, I took a background in international development, combined that with a history of working in higher ed and found myself working with the social impact team um, and facilitating a lot of the social impact initiatives for our team too. So a uh, really cool marriage of my past histories and I'm super excited to get to apply it in this innovative context. Paula also has a really interesting story. I love her origin story with joining the team. <laughs> yeah, and um, I love that you made your way here, um, Mitra. It's just been such an amazing journey working with you and Mitra and I work really, really closely together and it's just always a, a pleasure. Um, so I also have a background in international relations. Um, I went to undergrad in Florida International University and right after undergrad, um, I actually landed my first job at the World Bank. Um, and I was able to get through these opportunities thanks to um, internships. I actually took five internships during under, undergrad, um, and these really paved the way and opened up many, many doors for me. So um, I was already, you know, very significantly um, just impacted by these sorts of talent development programs. So during my time at the World Bank, um, I was, of course, super involved and super passionate about um, the World Bank mission. And um, at the same time, I felt like I wanted to make more of an impact, right? Um, working in such a large international organization, it's, um, you know, a, a blessing, but also, um, you know, it, it drives you to, to be even more impactful, right? It, it drives you to have even more of an impact. So um, I was dwelling between, you know, should I um, get involved in some, you know, outside volunteer work? Should I uh, kind of give back my time in some shape or form? So um, that's around the time that Ava, our CEO, came to the World Bank to speak on a female entrepreneurship panel. Um, and this was back in 2018. So Simba was becoming this, you know, very, very um, strong um, uh, or team. And I was very, very excited during that conversation, went up to her, told her, hey, I work here, but I'd love to support in any way that I can. And that's how, you know, very early on, um, I joined the team as one of the founding members and haven't looked back since. Um, left my job at the World Bank, came and worked for Simba full time. And it's just been uh, such an amazing journey. Yeah, it's definitely, it feels like um, for the both of you, in fact, Simba was just meant to happen, right? <laughs> It's yeah, the right fit for what you're looking for and for your own personal journey. Super serendipitous. Yeah. And it's a blessing. Yeah. I love working with our team. It's one of the best parts of our startup experience too. It's just powerhouse of women that are all really motivated mm -hmm. and passionate about the topic and we help drive each other forward every day. Yeah, definitely. Now let's look a little bit about the the journey of a startup as we as as, as something that I love to do, especially the changes that you've experienced in your roles and in yourself from the before at the beginning when you've really tried to push it forward to the after now that the company is growing and there's definitely a lot more recognition the platform is solid so how has it been if you focus first on the before the the transformation from the before and then the after I can speak a little bit about, you know, the before um, kind of, you know, coming into the team um, early on, we obviously were always very passionate about what we were trying to accomplish. So I think that's something that has always remained the same from, you know, day one till today. Um, I think that passion and that, you know, centeredness um, is something that drives 
um, teams that succeed, right? Uh, being very much like steady fast on the focus of your mission, but also allowing the flexibility around how you get to that endpoint. So I think our team has seen many transitions from, um, you know, being able to participate in um, incubator programs that helped us, you know, push our envelope and try out new things and maybe pivot a little bit and then come back to our, um, you know, original path. And it's just, I think, such a journey that um, every team has to go through in order to succeed, in order to grow. Um, obviously, sometimes it's uh, uphills, sometimes it's, you know, twists and turns. But um, again, the fact of the matter is that our mission has remained so solid and so um, focused that we know where we need to go. We know how to achieve it. And um, again, where our team is just so excited to continue to be on this path of, you know, growth and uh, being able to just support our mission and, and give back and, and actually prove why we're doing this and that, you know, the platform that we're creating actually creates an impact. Um, again, we're making this, uh, you know, we're doing this journey for the people that we're helping, right? We're creating these solutions to make um, organizations, um, you know, programs a lot easier to manage and to um, have an impact in these sorts of participants that are taking part in these uh, sort of talent development programs. So, yeah, definitely a journey. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just add to it's um, part of the startup journey is the challenge of creating a new category. Um, there hasn't been an internship management platform really before ours. So um, just getting the word out there and establishing what our product is and um, letting people know that it exists has been um, part of that process, too. And now with some of our pitch competitions and um, the awareness we're starting to raise about our company, that growth is starting to accelerate a lot more. And that category is really starting to come into the definition which is helpful for us at this stage. Yeah, definitely. And I guess I kind of like it's all like you're talking about the mission and having a team that is really passionate about the mission as it's going along, especially, you know, social impact is such a big thing at the moment. And um, when we start also looking at the opportunities for young people to enter the world of work is becoming even more competitive. So anything that they can do in terms of internships and finding those opportunities, I think is um, it's kind of brilliant, the, the work that you do. So as you said, Mitra, just now, that obviously is coming up with a new idea, right? So entering the market with something that hasn't really been done before and you go into the company and organizations, how, have, how did you feel the reception was initially, especially during the awareness stage of letting people know that you exist? That's a great question. And um, I know Paula can definitely add to it too, since she was part of the journey even before me. Um, but I do know that at the beginning, it was really challenging, especially before COVID when everyone was in person because um, remote wasn't a thing. So the just teaching people about our product and why it might be useful was a lot more challenging because everyone was working in person. And then um, now it's a lot easier to establish the need for a tool like ours as everyone's comfortable and getting used to this um, notion of working from home and um, the use case just snapped into place for, for a product like ours. So um, definitely was hard to convince people at the beginning to change um, their norm and expectation of what internships look like. And now that people are really open-minded and have personal experience um, working in different ways, that's definitely been an advantage for us too. Definitely. I would say um, 
to echo on Mitra, the, the, the main piece that we were trying to focus on was educating, right? Educating our um, customer base, educating, you know, the organizations that would benefit from these sorts of technologies. Um, because of course, it's very easy for us to, you know, stick with the status quo, uh, not change things around, you know, not make a ruckus. But um, at the end of the day, we see the impact and we see the improvement when we do change. And of course, there is this um, typical, you know, resistance to change, which is part of a human, you know, characteristic. Um, but our team has focused so much on creating learning content. Um, and that's actually one of Mitra's fortes, uh, you know, being able to really create this narrative, um, share resources that are um, really proving, you know, the impact of these sorts of technologies. And I think every organization, you know, tech organization that you look at, that you look at, that is creating some sort of innovative way of doing something, is investing a lot of time in creating these resources and creating these guides and creating these toolkits that are there to serve, right? Regardless if um, the company or the person purchases the technology or not, they know that they're gaining something from these types of um, educational resources. Mm. Yeah, and that's also very interesting. One thing that I really want to highlight here is the, the fact that this idea of offering remote internships started, you know, BC, which is not before crisis, it's before COVID. Because when we take that in the concept, the perspective of today, I think it's a bit difficult for people to imagine some of the challenges that you face. Like I was saying to a friend the other day, when you watch The Matrix today, the movie, you probably think, oh, that's great, great sci-fi, great stories. But when you think about the year it was created and the technology that was available then, then you can appreciate the journey that that went through. And it's the same with um, Simba. Of course, right now, when you talk about remote offerings, people are like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But if you can take us a little bit back into, especially back in 2017, 18, 19 BC, and... Um, when the world was really thinking about remote, could you tell us why or what, why did you focus on remote internship even back then? Yeah, um, so I think the you know the the main again the main mission that we were trying to accomplish and that we're still trying to accomplish is opening up the workforce, right? So we knew there was a gap. We knew that opportunity, talent is everywhere, but opportunity is not, right? Um, we knew that there had to be some sort of bridge between these very talented students that may be in remote areas and remote locations, um, and this bridge towards opportunity in, you know, organizations that are going to help them, um, you know, gain professional skills to help them, you know, just open up their career uh, prospects. So we knew uh, from very early on that there was this gap, right? Um, then of course, uh, before developing a single line of code, before actually you know, putting the, the product together, uh, we sat down and we did uh, focus groups, right? We sat down with around 250 HR leaders um, across different organizations in the US. Um, and we tried to, first of all, understand what is preventing them from becoming that bridge, right? What is preventing them from opening up those those doors and what we were able to gain from those conversations and the insights that we were able to understand is that it's not so much that the organization is not willing to you know open up their their doors and is not willing to attract diverse talent and they're not willing to um you know have these sorts of talent programs that's not it 
The problem is that they might not know how to do it. They might not know how to get there. And they don't, and they definitely don't have the infrastructure to get there, right? So on average, they were telling us we're using anywhere from seven to 11 different platforms just to run an in-person program, right? An in-person internship. Um, you might imagine, you know, on the back end, the administrative work that the organization has to go through, they are using, you know, spreadsheets to track the data of their participants, um, you know, tools to communicate, tools to engage, tools to train, so many different things. So of course, in their head, 2017, there's no way I'm going to try to figure out how to do this remotely. It's that simple, right? So in our heads, we're not just creating a remote tool, right? We're not just saying, hey, here's a remote tool, use it. We're creating that bridge where organizations can tell us now, hey, I have the tools, I have the infrastructure. Of course, I'm gonna go ahead and scale my internship program, bring in more diverse talent, you know, track their success, measure their performance, offer full-time jobs, right? And be able to know that I'm making the right decision. So that is really why this whole, you know, idea came about. And, and that's really why, again, I keep going back to our mission, keep going, going back to the, the focus of, of our work. When we weren't, you know, our mission wasn't creating a technology tool. Our mission was really bridging that gap. I love the way that Paula puts that with um, bridging the gap there, because it's all about opening access, like democratizing access to the workforce by eliminating eliminating these geographic boundaries. And um, part of that, too, is having the right resources and understanding of what a remote internship looks like and how to facilitate that, because it is a little different. You're not going to be together in a brick and mortar setting. You can't show somebody physically how to do the job. You have to be able to use really strong communication skills, really um, organized, structured projects. Um, and you have to have a tool in place in order to deliver all of that in a very clear way so that your intern is um, not confused. It's their first time working, potentially their first time working ever. So um, those are all factors that need to be considered too for a remote setting. And that's also why we're really passionate about providing resources um, having live workshops and webinars for customers and um, anybody that's hosting an internship. We're really open and inclusive about our educational resources too. So all of that's um, tied together in our system of um, trying to open up the workforce here. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I, uh, I also agree with the bridging the, the gap analogy. And uh, it's also nice to see the level of support. So it's not just about, here you go, this is the, the internship available. But as you said, how do we make sure that the young people coming in also feel the, the support or they know what is going to happen next by giving the tools to organization to be able to support them? So, yeah. And I guess in terms of this idea of coming into an organization, what was your experience, um, Amitra, of coming into a fast-running startup? Oh, that's a great question. Um, when I joined, there were like, I think four or five of us on the team. So still really small. And um, I joined as a contract worker just to support while things were growing. It was like super busy at the beginning of COVID. We had just launched a, a campaign called Hashtag Save Internships. So we were um, like head to the ground trying to help these companies transition to support their programs and go remote right at the beginning of COVID so they didn't cancel. Um, and we were also doing this one with one of our partners, Pay Our Interns, which they do a lot of great advocacy work 
here in the States and um, they talk to politicians and advocate for paid internships. So really great organization over there. But um, yeah, so it was super busy. And so I was helping out with um, sales and partnerships, with marketing, with managing her social media, all kinds of things. Um, so a million hats in my closet at that stage. And now that we've been able to hire a few more people on, we're starting to get into a groove. Everyone's getting their more focused roles. I'm able to really dig into some of our social impact planning. Um, and that's really great too, because it, it's awesome at a startup where you get to have so many different experiences and dip your hands in all the pots, but um, it's great to now get a little more focused and um, we're able to really start running. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And what about you, Paula? What has your experience been actually on the other side? Now, when you first started, you're one of the founding members. The team was really small. Now it's growing. The roles and responsibility, as Mitra said, has been really clearly defined in terms of who's doing what. How is that affecting you? Because I think there's an aspect of letting go, but there's also the excitement of what's coming up next, right? I think it's wonderful. I think it's such an exciting stage in any sort of venture, any sort of team. The fact that now we have, you know, team members that have very clear, you know, responsibilities that are, um, you know, supporting kind of these pillars of the organization, right? Each of the focus areas are marketing, engineering, customer success, sales. Um, we all have you know, team members now that are really supporting across the board. So it, of course, is an opportunity for us as, as leaders to um, be able to guide our teams, right? It's an opportunity for us as leaders to be able to communicate effectively our, our vision, our strategy. Um, it's an opportunity for us as leaders to be able to, you know, um, kind of instill all of the, you know, the passions, the missions, the, the values that we have as, as, an, as an organization, as a startup. Um, and I think it's been such, such a rewarding um, experience because now um, we're close to a team of uh, 20, including our engineering team. Um, and it's just, you know, incredible for us to think that all of these amazing, amazing, talented individuals have come to our organization, have, you know, just uh, have been immersed in the mission, have been immersed in, in the, the, the goal of our organization that is just um, such such a rewarding experience. And again, as a leader in this stage, uh, at the stage, at a startup of this stage, um, I can only imagine, you know, uh, across other startup teams, um, how exciting this 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 part um, really becomes. So. Yes, definitely. And in fact, I was talking to uh, another startup on the on the live shows, and uh, it was kind of talking um, saying similar things. How although there is a bit of you know, there's always going to be an unknown, but there's also the excitement of seeing the team develop, the, the and the team to grow and continue to flourish, especially when everybody's working towards the same mission. Now, one thing I wanted to also spend some time to look at are uh, this, uh, this idea of creating um, partnerships and to really build a community to support what you are doing. How have you tackled these aspects of creating partnerships and community to get the Simba's world out there? 
Um, that's a great question. Um, in a few different ways, we've been really open-minded about the partners that we connect with, and for the last year, I've been just getting to know all the different players in this work open up in the future of work ecosystem. I'll, I'll use that key term, but um, we've worked with universities um, for one, which is an interesting um, avenue for partnership because we aren't actually doing matchmaking work, but and that's usually the desire of universities that they want to get their their students into internships and while we can't support with that directly, we have created a job board for universities so that their students have an easier time finding internships that are both paid and remote. They have to have both of those aspects to be on our job board. And that helps um, a lot of these students find more accessible work opportunities since they have no geographical boundaries and they don't have to worry about the financial concerns of taking on an unpaid role. So that's one resource that we provide to help facilitate some partnership and give back to um, students in a capacity. And we also work with other um, companies that are like tech tools similar to ours um, that plug in at different stages within the journey. So we have partners that help with um, eliminating bias in the recruitment process. And then we have partners that also um, provide micro learning experiences that are different from a full fledged internship. So um, we're starting to get to know all the people that are around us and trying to string together these connections so that we can help educate students and employers about the different options for train to hire pathways and this whole model of you know getting to know the student or anybody they don't have to be a student necessarily but your talent getting to know them and training them so that you have a strong worker that's ready to come into your workforce as a full-time employee after their experience and that's more inclined to stay too because um, studies have shown that those that do internships are uh, more likely to, to stay with the company and um, the company's likely to retain them um, compared to those that don't do an internship. So um, that's a mouthful, but Paula, I know that we've worked closely together about partnerships yeah. and we have so many conversations about how to partner, who to partner with, um, yeah. what makes sense for mutual benefit for everyone in this system. So um, I wanna hear what you have to say here yeah. too, our partnership journey. Of course, I mean, ultimately, um, you know, no organization is self-made, right? You're not gonna make the right contacts. You're not gonna really succeed if you're working in silo, right? If you're just this, you know, this one entity trying to do everything on your own, trying to, you know, conquer everything. Um, it's all about partnerships, right? It's it's all about the types of organizations that are mission aligned, that are working towards the same end goal. Um, you know, kind of uniting powers and 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 holding hands along the the journey is is something that we've been very much um, keen on on doing from the from the beginning of our startup. Uh, so I think partnerships has always been a, a main pillar in everything we do. It's been a main pillar for our uh, you know marketing efforts, for the events, the resources that we put together. And I think it's again like. Uh, Mitra mentioned that win-win situation, right? So, yeah, it's it's just a it's a smart and uh, necessary tactic. Yeah, definitely. And do you, do you think that, especially you know, when you are building those partnerships, how much um, of your experience, both of you, were something that you kind of learned on the job, you know, and just pick it up, or or how much of it was as well something that you brought based on previous experience? Oh, I would say, yeah, that's a good question. I would say it's like, it's a mix, right? Mm -hmm. I would say every single skill that we are employing 
on the job, right? Every single skill that we're employing has played with our personal strengths, right? I would say, you know, both Mitra and I are very much um, community driven, you know, we're very much relationship driven, you know, across the board, regardless if we're working in some of our previous roles, undergrad, you know, any other extracurriculars that we might have done. I think the 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 better we're able to identify our personal skill sets, the better we're able to bring them into the jobs that we're doing on a day to day. So I think both of us working on the partnership side was just such a, a natural fit because we knew that in order for us to achieve this mission, we had to leverage other great individuals, other great organizations doing amazing things in the space. And that's that's something that we would have done, you know, in 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 other capacities because that's what our skill sets allow us and align themselves to do. So I would say it's a it's a mix. Of course, we're always learning on the job. There's always room for impro- improvement. Um, I mean, again, we have wore so many hats that I didn't, you know, I didn't go to school for marketing, but I was also doing our social media at some point um, and, and doing it, you know, it, with passion and doing it with grace because that's that's the, the that's the nature of a startup. So, yeah, marrying you know natural skill sets with the the mission, um, the the you know the the values of, of, of your work, your work. Um, I think that's what, you know, creates the fuel <laughs> for, for moving forward with that. But Mitra, I know you also wanted to share something. Um, no, I love, I, yeah, I'll, I'll add to that, but I really love that ex- explanation of um, love leaning on your natural skill sets because there's mm-hmm. so much you have to do with the startup. You're not going to have the skill sets to do everything or have been trained professionally for everything you need to do. And eventually, as the team grows, you get to find your flow. As we talked about, you go into your your lane where your your training and your skills are most aligned. But um, you definitely have that experience of um, a little bit of learning. There's a learning curve, absolutely. Um, I will say that just like any job, um, you draw on your past experiences, and you there are common skills even across industries. So, for example, in my past role in higher ed. I was a, a big connective tissue for that team. I was helping students um, learn about all the resources on campus and helping um, connect them to the other people that could help train them and provide them with um, better better resources than I could. Um, and part of that is just understanding what is available, understanding who needs what and how to how to bring them together. And I think that skill set definitely applied here in the partnership space. Um, just becoming aware of what's available, what who else is out there, um, how they might connect together, and then um, how we can have the most advantage for everybody. But um, yeah, I guess it's a, it's a journey of taking the metaphor of what you've learned in the past job and then applying it in a new context, but, yeah. Definitely, and especially uh, at uh, 100 miles an hour, depending on what's going on at the time as well, isn't it? Totally. <laughs> but I guess for me, this is one of the most exciting parts of um, working with startups and starting my own businesses because of the, the the learning curve and the journey, like you said, applying what you know and kind of learning and also being able to make an impact in the lives of many. But it, of course, when it comes to adapting this this quickly, and I guess this is something that every time I, I do like a startup advisory or mentoring call, people always ask me that question. It's like, 
how do I deal with insecurities or imposter syndromes? So this is something I always love to ask people who work in a startup because like you've both described, it's really an environment where things move fast and there's a lot of challenges and you have to wear many hats, especially at the beginning until you know, you've got the rules defined. So do you mind sharing some of the strategy that you use personally to kind of help you with you know, imposter syndrome, mental state and things like that? Yeah, uh, for me, I do so much resource reading that I just dig into so many different, um, to lots of blogs, to like small certificate programs, to little mini courses, to just get a little extra training for myself and to validate the skills that I have and just confirm, okay, I know how to do marketing. Okay, I know how to um, make a strategic partnership and what goes into um, that relationship and um, I think it's just affirming to read some of these resources and um, get that formal training or semi-formal training to put it loosely. Um, and I think also it's just a, a personal journey of um, reminding yourself of the things that you've done and the skills that you have, um, just giving yourself positive self-talk. And then the final thing, um, if I can remember what I was going to say, was... Um, uh, Oh, you know, I forget my last. I point, can. I think I know what the third thing is. <laughs> yeah. So I would say, just to add to that, the the one I, for me at least, uh, one of the main things that has helped along, you know, that journey is leaning on my team, right? Leaning on um, the individuals that, of course, are also working towards this common goal. And even leaning on uh, mentors and external, you know, um, experts or, or just professionals that I look up to, uh, right? I think it's something that at some point of our of our lives we've all felt to some degree, to some shape or form. Um, but I do think that is something that's a lot more um, easy to talk to now, uh, at least within our team. I think we've created very. Uh, where we're, you know, we're we're establishing these common grounds where we're we can have conversations where Mitra and I, for example, can sit down and and talk through these sorts of things. Um, I know uh, you mentioned wellness and and the importance of you know mental mental wellness, mental state, and uh, Mitra can definitely speak to that if you want to share uh, the awesome initiative that you put together yeah. on our team. <laughs> yeah, we do Wednesday wellness sessions too every week. So um, we all get together and have 30 minutes to do an activity. And sometimes we talk about imposter syndrome and our feelings and we'll journal together, all kinds of things. So um, I think that's an opportunity for us to level and just be on the same page and um, have a moment of sharing so that we're not alone through that experience. Um, and I remember the last thing I was going to say, I totally agree with Paula about mentoring. I think that's huge and leaning on your team. Also establishing some KPIs for yourself, I think is really helpful. Like just personal goals and progress indicators so you can know for yourself, like I'm on track and mm -hmm. I'm accomplishing what I need to do. So that's also validating like to know I'm getting what I need to do done. So I must have the skills I need to be getting them done, if that makes sense. Oh, yes, definitely. Because sometimes, you know, you we always focused on what we haven't done, that the KPIs help us also remember what we've done and what we've achieved so far. So if I've actually met this goal, then, yeah, I'm actually better than I think <laughs> I thought I was. <laughs> That's quite interesting. 
Yeah. And I love the, you know, the both of your aspects of dealing with this and, it, and also the fact that it's really part of the fiber of Simba and the Wellness uh, Wednesday was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. that's such, such a really great idea, especially for remote teams. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. And one thing I'm actually trying this year, because the last couple of years have been, as you know, with the COVID and everything, completely um, to turn my life upside down or our lives. And one thing I've decided to do this year was to challenge myself to force myself to take time off a bit more during the week, not just wait for whenever I have a slot in my calendar. And so I've decided to take cooking classes in Spanish, which is actually very interesting because they are talking about, I don't know if it was aubergine, and I'm like, what's that? You, like, okay, yeah, I can see if you point to me, I know what it is. <laughs> so I had my first session yesterday, and I have to say, although it was quite active because I'm still, you know, cooking and learning different techniques and the food was amazing, but I, I felt quite relaxed, which I thought, it's something that I used to do before starting my company, and but now I, I feel like, okay, I think I need to bring those aspects of me that I feel like I've been missing for a while uh, back into, into this. And I guess the second thing I absolutely love doing is things like this, having discussions with people who work in startups and hearing their journeys, because I always felt really <laughs> highly motivated on a on, on a Thursday afternoon after my live shows because I'm like, oh wow, fantastic people. So today I've been like dancing and bouncing around and probably calling my sister, like, oh, did you want you have to watch the show? It's really, really great. Yeah. So what else so yeah, important to find those things that are energizing for you? And I just I love that you mentioned that because it's hard to find work-life balance when you're in a startup. There's like not a lot of boundary unless you create it for yourself. So um, mm-hmm. just making those commitments to doing those things that give you yeah. like passion and fuel, feed your fire is so important just so that you also have energy to go and do your work as well. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Especially when I get what I call spreadsheet eyes, uh, when you have to do a lot of planning back to back and work with the team, <laughs> yeah, it's just nice to completely disconnect. One one final thing that we are going to look at as we're getting towards the end of the show is just to continue a bit with this internship. And again, this is not something that we pre-prepared, but ever since I've met you and understood what you are trying to do and especially help younger people, and I started looking at the connection with even startups, what are your thoughts on internship program targeting to startups? The reason why I mentioned that is that... Um, Usually when we talk about internship, it's usually large companies or small businesses that have been a lot more established. And the startup world has its ups and downs, but it also provides a great opportunity for learning. There's a lot of startups that are asking me whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. And I thought, well, let's just have a conversation and see what they can get out of this. Well, I would start off by just looking at our team. Um, Mm. We've had interns since very early on we actually started paying our interns first before we paid ourselves so again speaks to the commitment of you know why we're doing this why we're passionate about this um and i would tell you know any startup out there that's trying to think about you know should i hire an intern should i not hire an intern hiring an intern is such such a fulfilling opportunity not just in a sense of you know i'm getting back i'm opening up uh, you know the doors to my startup, but you gain um, leadership skills too. You know, in a small startup, 
you might just be focusing on your role. You might just be focusing on, you know, delivering your your own, um, um, you know, key uh, projects, that sort of thing. But by actually hiring, managing, and mentoring an intern, you're gaining so much in a professional level, right? You're learning how to be a manager. You're learning how to, um, you know, deliver feedback. You're learning how to motivate an individual. And I think that is such a necessary skill for any startup because it does get to a point where you will be eventually, you know, leading a team of more than just one person. Um, and, and having those previous experiences as, you know, an intern manager, as an intern mentor does put you in an advantage, especially for those who have never managed individuals before. So I would say from that perspective, it is definitely a win-win. Um, I would plug this in now. So our, our name is Simba, not for the Lion King, but for symbiotic relationships, because that's what we believe internships are. Internships are a symbiotic relationship between the individual coming to your company to intern and the organization, the supervisor, the manager who is, you know, collaborating with this individual. So again, we can attest to it within our startup team. We hire, you know, across the board, different roles, marketing, business development, um, design, and it's just been such, such a rewarding, such a rewarding experience. And um, you don't need to have this elaborate internship program either, right? Um, we're looking, like you, you mentioned, Neely, the large organizations that have these 100, 200 person internship programs. You don't have to have these, you know, elaborate programs to actually make an impact and to actually you know, bring on somebody that can support you in um, your, your role, right? You can bring on one, two, maybe three interns, and they will definitely make an impact and, and support you beyond uh, your expectations. At least that's the experience that I've had with um, interns in my team. And I'm sure Mitra can um, attest to the same within the marketing team. Yeah, um, definitely. I think Another thing just to add to that, Paula, is that you have to make sure you have capacity to manage that intern well and provide them with the quality experience. So definitely advantageous to have an intern. And it's great for interns as well because they get so much opportunity to be involved and be a leader within your team at an early age. So um, I think it goes both ways. There's a lot of benefits, but you have to make sure that you um, do have the capacity to give them the time and the attention they need. Yeah. Definitely. It's actually interesting to see how you've managed to make it work. Although I have to say, I'm really disappointed that Simba has got nothing to do with Simba from The Lion King, because it's my favorite movies of all time. I've got a mug and my uh, screen, my desktop is actually Simba from The Lion King. So, but I will forgive you because I love Simba. Uh, you all Simba way too much. And I love also what you're talking about, the symbiotic uh, connections. And again, for anyone just uh, coming on and watching, another reason why I'm a strong promoter of Simba and I, and I love watching your journey is even today I can see the, it's not just, you know, when people talk about the culture, what they want to achieve, the social impact, sometimes it feels a bit like a version of greenwashing, whereas just listening to your stories today, you can see that it's really in at the core and the heart of the organizations all the way through even <laughs> practicing what you are preaching to others by inviting internships, interns into your startups. So yes, yeah, so if there's any other startups out there who are wondering 
what do we do then yes you know go for it it doesn't have to be as big like you said as the 300 people 300 interns but the impact that you make to one or two individual is also very very important as uh, mitra and paulette said yeah, so now what's next for um what was next for simba what's the what's the vision for where you're going from where you are now well 2022 is our year we know it <laughs> and we have yeah we've you know done the the homework we've laid out um our strategic plan for the year we are very excited to achieve new heights you know we are at a um growth stage now um which means that we are hiring uh, building our team right we are definitely focusing a lot of efforts into our um, sales marketing, um, customer success, um, of course, product development, which is at the core of everything else. Um, so it is definitely a very, very exciting year. Um, we'll be um, hopefully going after a series A as well um, later in the year, which is a, a very big milestone for our team. So um, yeah, just if you wanna follow our journey, you can find us on LinkedIn and um yeah see what we're up to for for the rest of the year <laughs> mitra i know you you also wanted to share <laughs> i think you covered it really well um just stay tuned we're going to be having some more social impact initiatives coming out too and um just mm -hmm. trying to drum up more energy in the community educate the community um create a lot of resources for employers about how to manage their internships and best practices for these programs so um if you're an employer definitely check out our resources mm -hmm. too what we're here to support but um, I think there's a lot coming in the next year. And um, as Paula said, we're really organized. We have a lot of forethought this year and um, a lot of planning has been um, done at the beginning of the quarter. So we're super excited for how it's all gonna roll out um, in the next few months. Yeah, it sounds quite exciting. And I think one thing you've mentioned um, was we were talking earlier was the demo that you've got that's also available for anybody in HR that they wanted to find out more, they could go on your website or just get in touch with yeah. the both of you as well, right? Yes, yeah, easily. definitely. Yeah, you can go on Simba.io. Very simple. Simba with a Y. And um, you can find everything about our platform, everything about our social impact campaigns. Um, and also, if you're interested in the demo, more than happy to uh, walk you through what the platform looks like. Um, if you're interested in resources, right, we have from free resources on how to start an internship program how to be a great um, internship manager, if it's your first time being an internship manager, all those resources are, are there for you. Um, and if you have any other you know, uh, questions or ideas on um, any sort of content that might be helpful for your organization, for you as an individual, we're always looking for inspiration. We're always looking for great ideas on, on new content to develop as well. So yeah, feel free to drop us a line. Sounds good. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, anyone watching this, I think you've really, um, you, you're as excited as I am. And if you've missed anything, I would say go back from the beginning. It's such a wonderful story with loads of information that can help you run your startup and your organization. So before we go, one final on-the-spot question for Paula and Mitra. If you, if you were to summarize in one word, one word, if you were to summarize your startup journey, your journey into Simba, what, what, what that one word would be? Oh, I have to think about that. Paula, you go first. <laughs> one word. 
I'm long-winded. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always try to be concise, but always end up um, sharing a lot. <laughs> um, for me, I would say just a very simple, rewarding. Mm. I mean, I think every aspect of what we've done so far has been so so rewarding in so many levels, right? We've built friendships with our team members. We've built our professional um, tool sets, skills. We've been able to create amazing connections, amazing partnerships, amazing mentorships. And it just has always felt like a very rewarding experience. Oh, brilliant. I like that. That's so sweet and thoughtful, Paula. Oh, <laughs> My word is, um, no pressure there. I know, right? <laughs> um, I'll keep it abstract because I love metaphors and abstract thinking. Uh, my word is circle and maybe for the circle of life, <laughs> but I think um, it's kind of a metaphor for the journey that Simba has had, starting with a focus of remote internships and maybe deviating a little bit and coming back to that focus. Um, also for myself to feel like I've gone on a circle of exploring different um, industries and then coming back to this kind of core thing that is uh, ties them all together um, and the circle of the community that we create in the way that everything we do somehow feeds back into each other in a positive way um, so circle brilliant so we've got rewarding and circle and I, I love that there's actually two very different approach but that also shows that your individuality yeah Sorry. it's a rewarding circle right <laughs> we're going yeah. around a circle and feeling so rewarded <laughs> yes definitely <laughs> yeah so thank thank you paula and mitra this was this was amazing and again it's been one of my dreams from since i've so i've saw you at the south summit conference and i will definitely be tracking your journey going forward and for anyone who's watching, then please do connect with Paula and Mitra. They're on LinkedIn, connect with Simba. And uh, again, if you are thinking whether I'm a startup or a large company, I'm looking at internships and I want to go further than just my town to provide even more opportunity for young people out there, then, you know, just pick up the phone if people still do that or just send an email <laughs> online and then uh, connect with Simba. For everybody else, let's design a happy and productive workplace playground together. Thank you so much, Naily. Really appreciate it. It's been a Thank pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>